Uh, I wanted to tell you uh, before we started, uh, I lost my job at the bank. I didn't even know you worked at a bank. Yeah, some lady came in and asked me to check her balance, so I pushed her over. Welcome back to uh, Drawings Once from up. the Man Cave. I am your newly promoted even... color commentator, Ty. Uh, this is my <laughs> co-host, Trey. Trey, how you oh doing? Oh my goodness. I am bewildered. I did not. I totally <laughs> thought you genuinely forgot to tell me something. <laughs> Jesus. This is my life, huh? Well, glad we could start this episode off with a bang, huh? <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was confused. I was like, I definitely would remember if you worked at a bank. Yeah, I didn't I do think not that you worked at a work bank. at a bank. I work at a grocery store. Uh, that, not nearly uh, as cool. Well, I tell you what, you definitely got me with that one. Yeah, I thought I might. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how was how was your day today, sir? It was okay. Uh, worked an eight to five at the grocery store, not the bank. I uh, did not push anybody over, so did not lose my job. Very nice. Yeah. How about your day? Uh, my day was pretty normal. I um, I woke up and I went to the dentist. They put, uh, they, so I had a start of a cavity in one of my back top teeth, like, like not a full cavity, but like they mm-hmm. can tell when it was about the form. So they got, like, they, um, filled it, mm-hmm. but I gotta tell you what, I have a new dentist and I think I mentioned, yeah, we this. were, t- we were talking about that. Uh, yeah. Last um, time. they were pure speed today, dude. I've never had a tooth filled <laughs> that fast. I was in and out 30 minutes. It was crazy. Nice. It was, they, they just like, they're like, okay, hold on. And then they injected me with like a shit ton of Novocaine and then just oh. like, boom, 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 boom. And then I'm all set, which I greatly appreciate. I definitely think I'm going to stick with these guys because they're very sweet people. So I'll probably keep going there. Yeah, it's definitely uh, an awesome thing when you find a dentist that takes care of you. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I yeah, my... Uh, my uh, my last dentist was kind of a dick. Uh, <laughs> he would, he was mm-hmm. very uh, arrogant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, I won't get into details. It's just it's not very interesting. No. I mean, yeah, he, he was just a dick. Yeah, unfortunately, that happens a lot in the medical field, especially. Yeah. And like for a dentist, it's like, you know, cool. You're a doctor, I guess, but you know. <laughs> you're, like, you're a mouth doctor yeah you you're, you're a mouth doctor there are people who actually cut people open but you know you can overcharge me for a little bit of liquid cement on my tooth uh not to discredit dentists so no they, they definitely need them definitely not uh well i work in a grocery store so let's put it that way you're a lot smarter than me <laughs> i uh I'm glad we don't have to go to the dentist for, um, for, oh, well, I'm glad, I'm glad that our normal physician doesn't also do your, your, your teeth. Oh yeah. If, I, if you've I, seen the backside of my teeth and my penis, you've seen too much. You need to die. <laughs> you, you hold too many secrets. <laughs> you it's you like just know too key. much. <laughs> yeah. 
at, at that point where we're basically married i mean i mean i wouldn't even <laughs> i don't know if my wife's ever getting that far <laughs> i'm back of the teeth yeah yeah if, back you to know, the teeth my, Ooh. if my if my doctor saw the back of my teeth he'd see my my russian sleeper cell uh uh, cyanide cap that I keep back there in case I need to kill myself uh, if I'm being interrogated. Maybe he'll just uh, give it a little bump for you. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine being one of those Russian like sleeper cells or whatever, and then going to the dentist and they're like, "Oh, it seems like there's a cap on here," and they pierce it, and then you're just dead. <laughs> <laughs> that not be cat. Yeah, I feel like you're probably uh, getting a little bit better dental benefits than just <laughs> some random dentist that uh, is like, oh, I wonder what this thing is. He probably knows. <laughs> I am. Um, speaking of that, not the super segue, but uh, for, for, the, for reference, the reason my, my brain does segue to this was because in the newest episode of The Mandalorian, one of the people in there had one of those things, but the only difference is it was, it was, it was like a taser, but like he had to bite down his tooth and it killed him. But mm -hmm. the reason I'm segueing is because I don't remember who it was. I was on Twitter the other day. Um, some, some liberal, um, like the, like media journalist was complaining about how Bo-Katan, um, in like in the Mandalorian, also from the Clone Wars Rebels, whatever. Um, she um that she had like boob armor, mm -hmm. uh, like on her suit, and it was just it was like you could tell that that this woman has never seen a lick of any sort of Star Wars media ever. Like even I mean, from my question to her would be: Are are you supposed to get your boobs like chopped off and wore or shot? Or like, you know, they gotta be protected somehow. I mean, guys wear like chest plates. So well, my whole my whole thing is like I understand that traditional knight armor you can fit your boobs into without like special cutouts. That's not what I'm arguing. Mm -hmm. I'm arguing is that like why couldn't armor be like like made like that? You know what I mean? Like it, you're well, ideally you losing would, anything. Ideally, you would want your armor to be as comfortable as possible. And exactly. wouldn't it make sense that in order to do that, you would have it formed to the curvatures of your body, which would include es your boobs? Especially in this specific circumstance, Mandalorians never take off their armor usually. Yeah, exactly. So, so it needs like... to be, like, super comfortable. <laughs> I could think of a million reasons why it was stupid to complain about, but, I mean, even if you go into the source material, like... Even if we don't go too far back, in Rebels, where Bo-Katan's a very uh, relevant part of the story, mm -hmm. she has boob armor in there. You go back to the Clone Wars, she has boob armor there. All the female Mandalorians do. It's just how their armor is. They're not sexualizing these characters. It's just how it is. Yeah. I don't. Um, I don't look at some boob armor and start beating my dick. Or anything. <laughs> no. I'm so, just saying. Some people just like to find reasons to be mad. But, I mean, when you look at the reality of the situation, like, Amazonian warriors, fucking way back when, used to just chop off their boobs. Because... Really? Yeah, because... a real thing? Yeah, I mean, that's what I've always been told by, like, teachers and, st and stuff. Mm. Um, because it, it was too hard to fire a bow with your boobs in the way. So, like, if your boobs were too big, you just cut them off so you could shoot at people. That's awful. 
I know, but at the same time, like, they get in the way, and I respect the grind, you know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> understandable. Talk about, like, devotion. Yeah. It's like, don't need these. <laughs> like, you're, like I, how the... That is what, something I've thought about, though. How painful do you think that would be? I mean... I mean, I assume because there wasn't a lot of anesthetic or anything back then, they just got super drunk and chopped off their boobs. So I assume if yeah. you were sober, it would hurt pretty badly. But I mean, I don't know. As me, I mean, as long as you like, like, are sterilizing it. I mean, you should be alright. Like, like if they like heat up a sword really hot or something. Yeah, like, I guess. Chop it up, chop them off. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it. Please don't chop off my man boobs. But, <laughs> I mean. Them, to each my, their own. My second question is, do they then keep the boob afterwards and use it as, like, a water balloon? <laughs> I don't think that's a water balloon, but who knows. I mean, be. you know what I'm saying, though. Like, you, you chop off a boob, you have a boob left over. What do you do with it? <laughs> I'm just saying, it poses a question. It does pose a question. You, you can... Uh, Moving uh, on... <laughs> Moving on. We have a topic for today's episode. We do. Um, I wanted to ask Trey what his favorite and least favorite words are in the English language. What I would immediately think of for my favorite word would be uh, ludicrous, probably. Ludicrous as in the rapper or as in like the word? As in the word, okay. but I mean, also respect to the rapper. <laughs> You're great. I was thinking, fast and furious. <laughs> I was thinking more of, um, more of like ludicrous, like mm-hmm. spaceballs. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, they've gone to hyperspeed, but we're going into ludicrous speed. Okay. Yeah. So, as in it just being like kind of the penultimate crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, I get that. Yeah, that's just a cool word. Yeah, maybe I'll name my kid Ludacris. I won't You're actually, white. but <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Ludacris is a cool word. I don't really know. Um, soluble is another cool word. I like soluble. Mm-hmm. Which means like. Uh, for reference, ice is soluble to water, which means that ice will break down in a glass of water. Or like, um, or like salt is soluble when in water. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Basically like, meaning it's going, it's going from like solid to like liquid. So do you... Be because of a reaction. Right. Do you like that? You like that because of like the word, what the word means? Like the actual process that something goes through if it's soluble, right? Well, like yeah, you don't necessarily like it just because it sounds cool. It's both, definitely. Well, it's kind of like, uh, like, um, like, like goof off. Like that's the only way you're gonna get like super glue off is like with goof off because mm-hmm. it's soluble. Yeah. That's a cool word, and it's kind of like a cool concept that only certain things can break down because of certain things. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting. Well, I actually wanted to start with my least favorite word. 
What would that be? Favorite, actually. I'm, like the word favorite. Yeah, like just what it means of having like a favorite thing. I've I don't yeah. really like. I don't think there's such thing as favorites. I think that you, as humans, we change too much to have mm-hmm. favorites of anything. Yeah, definitely. And I kind of like. I don't know. One thing, like, for me as a drummer, people will ask me who my favorite drummer is. And yeah. it's like, well, my favorite drummer changes on the context of what you're asking. You know, like, most yeah. of the time, I just. If the guy's above 50, I say John Bonham, Led Zeppelin's awesome. And they're like, oh, you, love, you like John Bonham? Oh, that's cool. Kids love rock and roll. And, you know, whatever. I just say, like, the shortcut to get through the conversation. Yeah. But, like, if you. In general, I would say my favorite drummer is Dave Grawl. Because he's mm-hmm. just. I think he's a cool dude, and he's done a lot of really impressive things in his life. I don't necessarily think he's my favorite because he's my favorite drummer. I just like him as a person, you know? Yeah. But then I have plenty of other people who I like that are much better drummers, but I would just never say they're my favorite drummer, you know? Yeah. It's just too confusing I mean, of a word, I think. Not not to be a hypocrite, but I think my favorite drummer would probably be Buckethead. <laughs> oh, wait. Buckethead plays guitar. No, but didn't he play drums in, um... Because uh, he was in Guns N' Roses, but before that, he was in, um... Fuck, the one that starts with a P. Uh... Regardless, I thought he played drums for a little bit, but I don't actually have a favorite drummer. I just like Buckethead. He's a cool guy. I was Buckethead for Halloween one year. Were you really? Yeah. I had, you know, the uh, Guitar Hero guitars? Yeah. Uh, they're all white. Yeah. I, I took an Expo marker and I drew the two little red dots mm-hmm. for, like, the kill switch on his guitar. Yeah. And uh, I just bought some KFC and a uh, Jabberwocky <laughs> mask and wa- walked awesome. around his Buckethead, yeah. All the adults are like, hell yeah, all the all the kids are like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, no, a bunch of people were like, what are you trying to do with this outfit? <laughs> uh, but there were a ton of people that came up to me and they were like, how old are you? And I was like, <laughs> uh, I was 13 at the time. I was like, That's I'm 13. Funny. And they were like, you know who Buckethead is? And I was just like, yeah, like he's a rag guitarist, dude. <laughs> What what grade were we in, in at thirteen? Uh, was, was that six? No, six. No, six we were eleven. Oh, so, so, so we were. It was eighth, eighth grade, yeah. I I didn't trick or treat eighth grade. I'd love to give you a what I or did I? No, I think my last year was seventh grade. Well, we went. I we got went, too big. We went trick or treating together, sixth grade. Remember that? Oh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you were like a zombie, awful. and I was a unicorn. I, I I was a scary pumpkin man. Yes, and uh, you had a broken foot. Yes, and no wheelchair. I was on crutches, and we we, we were yep. we went pretty far. <laughs> yeah, it was probably I, like we probably went a mile and a half. Thinking about yeah. it, which for sixth grade. 
like 11 years old, that's a that's a long night, especially on crutches. Well, um, see, what I was originally going to do was I was going to get a wheelchair. I was going to be P- Professor X. But then oh yeah, mom, I remember that. My mom thought that old people would get offended by it, but I was like, no, they won't. It's but Professor that's X. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever, it didn't work out. So an- yeah. anyway, I ended up being on crutches and it sucked. But yeah. you know, it, it it is what it is. Uh, it was still it's still a pretty good Halloween. Yeah, I mean, we weren't we were probably only out for like an hour, and uh, we got a good amount of candy. I remember so. Either way, yeah. I was happy. Yeah, because I also had gone out with uh, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Amesbury the night before, the night after, so I had a decent amount of candy by the end, yeah. which was cool. Um, Halloween, geez. Halloween used to be so much fun now. It just gives me PTSD it... from working at Spirit Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I definitely... I understand. Seasonal Spirit jobs corporate. ruining a season. <laughs> Spirit Corporate, if you're listening to this podcast, which you probably are not, but if you are, please have a better hiring process because I had a solid 12 people. Oh, not 12 is a little exaggerated. Like nine people, eight people that worked at my store that were terrible at everything. Um, so thanks fair. for that. I think that's kind of the territory with, um, like, a corporate seasonal job. Because, like, the seasonal job I had was at a ski shop, and it was family-owned, and it was awesome. You know, it was definitely one of the best jobs I'll ever have. But just having to deal with, like, selling ski stuff all day made me not want to ski. Yeah, you know, it kind of killed that part of winter for me for a little bit. Um, but like, also, everyone who was there, it, for the most part, were like people who wanted to be out skiing. And you know, at a Halloween store, you can only look at the same Halloween costumes so many times. You know, before <laughs> yes, you start sir. to go a little crazy. No, it, it was a fun gig, and I, I don't think I'll go back unless they offer me store manager. But it, um, I, I don't know. It last year was definitely better, only because I had more reliable staff. Mm-hmm. This year wasn't bad, but there was definitely certain shifts where I happened to be with literally all of the bad people at once, and it was like I did everything because they were like physically or mentally incapable yeah i uh which i mean eh, that's uh, that's a long story it's just a, i don't know it's a lot of people it's just like i understand not being like the happiest person at work or like or not, not being, being incredibly motivated yeah but like it, it was not hard work there was not a single thing except for the end breakdown that was hard. And even then, 90% of those people didn't even show up. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, um, I, I, I always think that, you know, you show up, you put in your work. It, you'll be fine at the end of the day. Um, even if, like, uh, most of the other people you're working with aren't necessarily working hard. 
No, oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. It gets annoying having to carry people for basically them to just get a paycheck. Yeah. I mean, hey, they'll learn the hard way. If I get a phone call for, for a recommendation or whatever, I'm not fucking giving them anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? <laughs> I get a phone call from one of their future employers and be like, uh, they were awful. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Uh, it, even... Nah, you know, I won't even go into it. Just <laughs> work Probably. hard at your jobs. Yeah, just try your best all the time and everything else yeah. will work itself out. Yes, sir. That's how I look at it, anyways. Yeah. So, my least favorite word. Yes. Um. Calories. No, I'm just kidding. Um. Uh. Mm, see, this is tricky because there's a lot of bad words. I think hate is a word that should never have been used but it's one of those things that's inevitable if it wasn't hate it would have been something else yeah but i f- i feel like hate's one of those words that's really heavy but people think it's lost meaning but i think to a lot of people it still has a lot of meaning so when you throw around the word hate it's so serious and like and like you mean it when you say hey even if you don't mean it it's like a big deal yeah you know what I, mean? I definitely uh, i think hate means something a little bit different to everybody yeah because like i don't know it, unless it seems weird to even try and like describe what hate would mean to me because it's like unless you've seen true hate from someone you don't really know what it is but at the same time true hate would just feel like the most hateful thing that's ever happened to you which is entirely like person to person yeah so there's i don't know it's kind of like favorite there's just so many different places that um it can come from yeah i mean I don't know, for me, at least, it's just kind of like, there's one thing to dislike something, there's another thing to hate something. Hate is just, it seems, at least to me, it's incredibly serious when you hate something. You have to have good reasoning to hate something. Like, um, like, I go on Reddit a lot, right, and that's a quick example, it's like, um, I'm all over Star Wars Reddit's, the Old Republic Reddit, the Clone Wars Reddit, the movie Reddit's, the regular to Star Wars Reddit, and the new movies that came out are widely quote-unquote hated, and people will always be like, oh, I hated the new movies, it's like, listen, like, by no means did Disney do Star Wars justice with these new movies, but you, there's no reason to hate these movies, you know? Yeah, it's... Well, in a literal sense, what did these movies ever do to you? Exactly. That, like, makes you actively hate them. Like, you can just... The movie can suck. Just let it suck. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. I mean, to each their own, if you want to... If you want to just throw that, throw stuff like that around, it's the same thing with with love. By by no means do I dislike the word love, but it's thrown around so much nowadays. Yeah, I feel like it's lost meaning a little bit. Definitely. Um, and I think words like that, like hate and love, that are also like they're an emotion and an action. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think yeah. a lot of times people can very easily get them twisted. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in, like, your own head, you can, you know, get over-focused on one thing because you're too focused on hating it, you know? Mm-hmm. That you actually miss out on opportunities um, just because, you know... You have it so programmed to just hate because it's an emotion, but in reality, you d- you can just be like, oh, that sucked, and hate it for a second, and then just know it sucked, and you know exist with it. Yeah, if that makes yeah, sense. It, no, it definitely <laughs> does. I mean, being able to th- I don't know. I feel like I feel like it takes maturity to express emotions like that mm-hmm. in not the easy way, which again would be like hate and love or whatever. Um, to if you can break down your bad feelings towards something in like uh, intelligent way, it speaks a lot on your character rather mm-hmm. than you just going, "Wow, I hate the X, Y, and Z." You know what I mean? Well, actually, this is a good segue into what my favorite word is, weirdly enough. Um, Yeah. And it's almost sadistic to say this is my favorite word. Is it ignorance? Because I love ignorance. No, but (laughs) ignorance and arrogance are both very high up on my list. Um, I agree. 100%. My favorite word is actually melancholy. Um, melancholy interesting yeah it's not a word you hear a lot um no definitely not now it is but i think i think it needs to come back honestly because it's basically what it means is like just being depression down in the dumps not not even necessarily depression because depression's a, a whole other ordeal and it's actually yeah. the word depression is probably why i like the word melancholy so much because when you hear the word melancholy it doesn't melon is like a fruit you know and collie <laughs> like border collie dogs are like i mean cauliflower is kind of gross but it's a vegetable and you know i veg- eat cauliflower several times a week you know what it's though good. it's it's good for you and if it's prepared well it doesn't taste that bad if it's not prepared well it tastes like armpit but that's besides the point yeah um <laughs> it's it, it both of those words aren't inherently sad but then the word melancholy, you hear it, and somehow all you can think is like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just very much has that feel built into the word for no reason. Um, and it's what I was saying about it. Um, it's probably the reason why, or de- depression is probably the reason why I like the word melancholy is because you don't have to be depressed to feel bad you know yeah you can just be blue you know like there is a reason why there was a whole music genre called the blues and it was just singing about having a bad day and it's because naturally as people we feel melancholy um 
I actually, I looked it up earlier at work today, and originally it, like, as a feeling, was believed to be produced as a buildup of black bile in, like, your digestive system, I think. I don't know, somewhere in your body. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's a very, like, natural word that just makes sense. And I feel like people are caught up on being depressed or being hateful and angry that they forget that they can just be in, like upset and melancholy. Thank true that. That was some deep shit. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh... I think that also very much fits into the, like, self-diagnosis. Like, don't get me wrong, I, and I think I may have, might have said this in the, in the introductory episode, but, like, as a, as a generation, we are the most, like, aware of mental health and how important mm-hmm. it is and everything, but we also, um, a side effect of that is it becoming trendy. Is, well, to, yeah, to, the victimhood of it. Yeah, exactly. So, um people who have these bad days and stuff even if you have like 50 bad days in a row that doesn't necessarily mean you're depressed it means that you're just down your luck or you're or you're in a circumstance where you're just continuously having bad days but mm-hmm. um i think it's really important um as a generation who is attempting to be as open-minded and um supportive of this kind of stuff that we make sure that we are giving it the justice it deserves and not um telling ourselves that there's something wrong with us when there isn't and and don't get me wrong by no means am i saying people with depression anxiety bipolar disorder etc there's something wrong with you you're very much still human you just have some stuff going up going on upstairs i have pretty bad social anxiety um i have since i since before i even met you tyler but um i um I, I think you know you should you should you should be able to be melancholy without being depressed. Definitely, um, and honestly, I think your social anxiety is a big part of the reason why we are friends. Because yeah. like, I don't I don't think I have social anxiety. A lot of people think I'm a shy person. I'm not a shy person. I'm just not a people person. Yeah. Um. So naturally, I gravitate towards people who are by themselves because I also like to be by myself. Um, Yeah. And I think, you know, in sixth grade, going into public school for the first time, because I was in private school for elementary school, Mm -hmm. um, I think, like, I only knew one kid who, like, lived across from me. Um, and there was a point not too long before I was going to school with him that my mom wouldn't even let me hang out with him yeah. because she was like, he's just a bad influence. Um, but then I ended up going to s- literally like longboarding or getting in, uh, our n- other neighbor's car Mexican style with like nine of us in a four door sedan to, uh, get <laughs> yeah. to school. Um, what changed that year? <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I think, it, you know, I was definitely put in a weird scenario where I wasn't even in class with that kid. 
and I wouldn't say it was social anxiety, but it was the first time I had ever experienced being in a room with a bunch of people I don't know. Well, yeah, you're the, you're the new kid, you know? Yeah. It's not easy. Um, and for reference, <laughs> uh, there were rumors around of, about me being autistic, about me being <laughs> gay. Already, on the first day, I hadn't even, I had only talked to, like, four people, maybe. And somehow, That's people, funny. they were already coming up to me and being like, oh, this person said they thought you were autistic. And I was like, what the hell? Like... I mean, I didn't say what the hell, because I, I don't even know if I knew what swears were, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a culture shock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I think I think the main reason why we became friends and, uh, and why we still are friends today is largely because i was a freaking handful as a kid <laughs> and i was very interesting and you put up with that and you were with me as i matured to where i could be myself around you and now that we're going into adulthood um let's very, what uh i think the best way to put it is that uh, we were both just losers and we both yeah. knew we were losers, so we tried to overcompensate a little. Yeah, definitely. That's a, yeah, there's there's overcom there's a lot of overcompensation. We fucking lied about everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am very guilty of that, but yeah. it was I don't know, it was stupid. I um. Hey, I mean, when I, you're I, I've repented. When you're a kid, though, like, and. Y- you don't have any inter- anything interesting to talk about. Well, and it's <laughs> real lame. And at the same time, like something I feel like was really lost with our generation was kids like playing outside and like losing yeah. using their imagination. Um, and I know, like you know, you play a lot more video games than me, and you always have. But I know you've also been always gun ho to like go take a walk in the woods and stuff yeah. like that. Well, because um, I played um, the way my driveway uh, works for people obviously who don't know or haven't been there. On um, my original house where I grew up in Haverhill, um, there it was a little like decline, and then there was just a little area for these two houses, my house and the other house. And there was kids my age who lived in the other house forever, and we always used to play. But then, like, the beginning of um, middle school is when they moved, and mm-hmm. no one moved into that house forever. And so I just had no one to play with anymore. So, I mean. Yeah, you know. but you just. You had to go out and be creative and think yeah. of things in, you know, that allotted space. And for me. I before I moved to Haverhill, I lived in, off this little dead end street in North Andover uh, mm-hmm. called Lorraine Ave. There were only three houses on it. Ours was at the very end on the right side, and next to us was just—I mean, it's probably like four acres of woods. But <laughs> when you're, you know, nine years old and alone, four acres is a lot to explore that is a lot of space um and living in new england 
I can walk around for three months and all of a sudden the entire scenery is different. <laughs> you know, yeah. all of the leaves are gone. It's all of a sudden, instead of being this beautiful nature walk, it's that scene from Wizard of Oz where the apples are, or where the trees are throwing apples at us, you know? <laughs> and yep. I feel like kids now growing up don't have that experience of just being like, hey, my mom's not home. I'm going to go walk in the woods because my mom doesn't let me walk in the woods on my own. <laughs> like, they don't have that. We're just sheltered. Yeah, definitely. And I think that was kind of like bottlenosed out of our lives a little bit because of when yeah. we were born. And it definitely like felt good to go back to that space where you could just have any idea and be like, oh yeah, no, this is just how it is. And know that like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna follow you home to find out if you're telling the truth, you know? Yeah. I, I think that played a large role in it. Um, also, we were just insecure and needed to feel better about the things we had, you know? Well, yeah. I, well, I mean, if you think about middle school, um, we had the most toxic, sad kids in our, in our <laughs> clique. <laughs> yeah, it, honestly. It was the clique yeah. of the wallflowers. And they were all toxic and awful. And not, I don't, to not them. all of them. Because no, no, don't get me wrong, not all of them. We, but there's a reason we don't talk to most of them anymore. <laughs> there are a lot of them I would like to reconnect with, though, and I just have no idea how. Because it's, True that, it's like I haven't seen them in so long. And like, there's some of them who I went to high school with and like would see on a daily basis, and we just like didn't talk. And now, yeah. it, like, neither of us are gonna hit each other up. It's like, why didn't why didn't we just say hi in the halls or anything? I gotta tell you, the one person who I have been friends with—I mean, I don't even know if he realizes this—but the one person I, I I've been at least acquaintances acquaintances with since uh, elementary school is Justin Falcone. If you're listening, shout out to you. This man has been a constant in my life for <laughs> the longest time. We're, we're not, like, super close, but we're also not, like, strangers. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's cool to hit him up every once in a while and, like, just hang out and reminisce, you know? Um, by no means are we as close as you and I are, but um, right. it's just kind of cool that he's still in the picture, you know? Mm-hmm. You're, you're a good kid, Justin. You're absolutely <laughs> killing it. I'm proud of you. You're doing great. It's definitely nice when... Um when people from middle school like slide up on my story and just like something that has nothing to do with any of their interests or yeah. like interests that we share and they're just mm -hmm. like oh it's like um like if i post a, a video of me longboarding mm -hmm. a, a lot of times it'll happen where people who i just haven't talked to in years will text me and they'll be like oh that's dope that like you're still out longboarding in the middle of the night and i don't know it's it's cool that uh we're growing up with like being able to stay in touch with people that way but also there are a lot of people who i wish would just lose my snapchat lose my number just yeah, all of it <laughs> You, 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 you want me to drag someone real quick on here, or you do not want that to be the energy? Because I won't if you don't want me to. 
I mean, you said it, not me. Alright, uh, so I'm not gonna get into the thick of it, but, uh, seeing this, you were an awful human. Um, we were best friends in middle school, and I took you to several concerts and shit, and apparently you thought I was gay, and that's why you stopped talking to me. But, uh, you're an awful human, and I dislike you, and I wish you would have at least attempted to text me about it before you stopped me- messaging me back on every platform. Anywho, um, Sam, I would just uh, like you, to you say- owe me about you owe me about a thousand dollars in concert tickets and rides and gas, so uh, I'll I'll uh, send you an invoice. You can get back to me. Cool, cool. Sam, we were also friends in middle school. Um, you and Trey both acted very gay towards each other i would just like to put that out and there. that was the joke damn it that he i was played into so i heavily. was told that you had 69 sons together all named pablo yes and that that was the extent of the joke so if if you were reading into it more i guess that just sucks for you I'm just saying, if I wanted to make some moves on this kid, we slept in several beds together, from DC trips to me taking him places. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's silly. Regardless, and you're an awful person a- for not messaging me. I was very hurt by that. I'm not hurt anymore, but I just think you're a cock. And we have also slept in many beds together, and you have never once made a move on me. So I can confirm that you are not gay, because there is no way you could keep your hands off of me. Yeah, absolutely. Tyler's just too sexy. If I was gay, I'd have to go after him. Exactly. Not that there's anything wrong with being gay. It's no, just there's, like, there's nothing wrong no, with you being know what? gay. That, that even makes it worse, because even if I was gay, yeah, you homophobic. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you know that, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure if I should. I can't believe this. This is like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to get into it. You don't deserve more than these few minutes of me talking about you because you're awful. But just, you know, I really hope you hear this little shout out because you're a terrible person. Okay, anywho, <laughs> just, had, just had to get that off my chest because that's what came up when I thought about middle school. Um, yeah. I also uh, it will drag you a little bit. The fact that you won the science fair and I didn't <laughs> will forever make me angry at you. <laughs> I you know what though? You know something. what though? You know what? That's the exact problem with the school system, is it not? Yeah, it because it definitely is. I did everything exactly as to par as to get a good grade, and I won the science fair based off of my grade. You, well, I mean, you can say what you invented, but I was able to make a cleaner poster. I was able to make a better whatever like the journal or whatever yeah better journal and i was able to present it in a way that the teacher liked that's all i have to say get played so i was it seventh grade or eighth grade science fair i don't remember i won both years (laughs) anywho um it's either seventh grade or eighth grade but i literally fucking it was eighth grade actually i remember yeah yeah so eighth eighth grade science fair right I put my heart and soul into this wonderful invention that I called the Go Faster, which, looking back on it, it's a terrible name for it. Yeah, but it, it, it was this prototype of a device in which you used magnets and coils when strapped to your leg so when you ran, 
<coughs> excuse me. Um, um, as you ran, you would gain charge to your phone. Uh, the magnet would, would bounce up and down through the coils, making energy, which would then get transferred to an inverter and sent to your phone. You know, it's it was sick. It also, it, w- it premiered on Shark Tank like two years after that, so I'm still convinced one of the science judges saw that and was like, I can profit off that. Anywho. Um... <laughs> Uh, and it was a very big deal for me, um, and it took hours and hours of work and modeling and, uh, and soldering and finding the right components to get, I don't even think I got second place. I don't even think I got third place, actually. I don't even- To be fair. It's it's just- (laughs) Talk, talk about, you know, I probably, I probably would be in college now for electrical engineering if they didn't do that shit. The only reason you lost is because they didn't grade based off of, like, they graded you on the same rubric or whatever that they graded a regular project, even though your project was considered an engineering project. Yeah. If they, uh, if, yeah, if they had given you, like, the engineering judging you absolutely would have won that year but you didn't so me doing a project on what car shapes are the most aerodynamic got first place which (laughs) literally you want to know what car shapes are the most aerodynamic look outside see that car it's probably something like that (laughs) i uh nice segue i am uh i know i talked um last podcast about the tesla my mom's getting but i in fact think i have picked out the car that i am getting next yes which is very exciting i was originally going to get a tesla model s uh, 2015 model because they were actually running quite cheap but they decided to um uh re me a new asshole and now all the prices went back up so it's like 35 to forty thousand for one of these old cars it's like it's not worth it yeah so i believe i'm going to get a infinity um q60 coupe which is this little sports car made by infinity it's very nice um a little decently fast i'm very excited about it it's pretty cool nifty little car um yeah i mean i know you probably don't even know what that is but it, it is cool yeah. Here, hold on. Um, I, can, I can send you a um I can send you a link or You one. have gotta stop sending me links on this audio based podcast. Well no, I just want you to you to see what it is. Okay. Well Okay, for whatever since, reason I can't get it, so never mind. Since the last podcast I have acquired my van. Very exciting. Yeah, so The Mystery Machine. The misery machine. The misery machine. Yes. Fitting. Yes, as I am the miserable discount Shaggy. I'm actually wearing the Shaggy shirt right now. Oh God. <laughs> for those he that ascended. for those that don't know, um, I spent a fair amount of time in the bathrooms in high school, uh, and one day I walked in wearing a green shirt, and one of my buddies said, "Bro, you look like Shaggy." And ever since, a large portion of people have called me Shaggy. Also, uh, someone that wasn't part of that group, who I work with now at the grocery store, one day just randomly came up to me and they were like, Dude, you look like Shaggy. And I was like, 
that's so weird that you'd say that, you know, you're not the first person. So, a lot of people call me Shaggy. I respect it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, uh, the closest thing to, sh- to like, a character like that anyone's ever called me was uh, anything for views is a uh, Donkey Kong costume. <laughs> uh, in, in that one Filthy Frank video, someone re- once referred to me as that. Um, which was literally just anything for views which, with a bunch of uh, brown fur and feathers stuck to him <laughs> while he was naked. So uh, that felt good. Yeah, that sounds about right for uh, but one of those videos. Views, Chad, he is, uh, he's a sexy man. He's killing it. He also has a podcast. Go stream, uh, go stream Cold Ones. Very good podcast. Anything for views in Max Mofo. Hopefully, a couple years' time, I will be able to sit on their beautiful set. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird recording our podcast now because, you know, we know that the only people listening for the most part are our friends and, like, a, a couple of people who have found us possibly. Um, yeah, there's definitely a few, but not a lot. But our main audience are people that we know and actually talk to on, like, a daily to weekly basis. Yeah. Um, and it, it's weird recording with the possibility of knowing that a bunch of random people could tune into this. Because we, like, we talked about that thing from earlier in middle school and you know a lot of people have no relation to that whatsoever but now it's on the podcast well i mean yeah good for them they can uh they get a little insight yeah i mean not not the tutor on the horn but around here there are very few interesting people and so i like to think that we're decently interesting yeah i definitely agree with that there's uh uh the most interesting people i meet are like random people i run into on like a midnight longboard ride who like they see me bombing down a hill and then they see me walking back up it going back for seconds you know and they're like hey man like fucking nuts dude and you can't be doing that in the middle of the night and i'm like well actually it's it's safer in the middle of the night because uh i get to see the car's headlights and brake lights and blinkers and whatever and i i can't see that during the day um also there are just less cars during the night so if you ever catch me longboarding in the middle of the night i'm being safe it's not dangerous (laughs) actually it's much safer definitely safer um yeah it's i don't know not a whole lot of cool people that go out to uh regular social events i think yeah i mean all the interesting people like left i think the only interesting person left in haverhill um i mean to me anyways that i know of would be um <clears throat> face sensei is still in is still in haverhill he has his dojo here yeah um face sensei shout out to you uh i believe your little brother was in our graduating class i never met him but you, you're pretty cool i guess same with uh same with face temper he went to haverhill high and um that's pretty cool obviously obviously lives in LA now but 
Yeah. Shout out to you guys, hometown heroes, same with Banks and um, Adam22, no jumper. You grew up in Lowell, I believe. So you're all a bunch of cool people. Thanks for leaving us here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, they're, they're but, a couple years ahead of us. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're like four or five years older than us. Six years even, in some cases. Adam22 yeah. just had his kid. Which, I mean, I, I doubt you follow Adam22, I, I but do not. the No Jumper podcast, a great podcast, also go listen to them. Um, him and None of the Plug, just, uh, or Land of the Plug, excuse me, just uh, had their baby girl, I believe it was. Happy for you guys. Happy little baby. Um, that was just a couple of days ago, actually. I think it was like four days ago. So nice. Nice. Yeah, I don't. I didn't know most of the people you were talking about. I knew Sunset. Hey, fair enough. Um, I'm more <laughs> into that side of uh, yeah. YouTube and everything than you are. But I was gonna say, did you know Rob Zombies from Haverhill? I did know that. Yeah, he was. He also went to our high school. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he wants it to be known that he's from Haverhill, because every time I've I wouldn't heard, want it to be known. Well, every time I've heard him refer to Haverhill, I've heard him refer to it as some piece of shit town, really? <laughs> or something along those lines. Yeah. I believe I, it. I don't think I've ever heard him say that he's from Haverhill, but um, actually in downtown, you know how. There's a bunch of buildings with um, paintings on the walls, like brick yeah. buildings. So yeah. there's one of them that had that the painting is a bunch of windows with like people looking out of them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and in like the top, I don't know, the top row somewhere, you can see Rob Zombie looking out one of the windows. That's cool. Yeah, I, I've always thought that was pretty neat. Because he's one of the only people that I, like, in the circles I'm in, is really from here, I guess. Yeah. I guess, um, I, you definitely don't know this name, but Leonard Bernstein. Uh, I do not know that name. Yeah, he's a famous composer. He was from Lawrence. He did the, um, you know, West Side Story? Yeah. He did the music for that. Um, that's what he read. Yeah. I, um, uh, Junior Lucas grew up in Worcester. Oh, that's true. A lot of times, so I mean, I guess I'm way into Dropkick Murphys and Aerosmith both. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know. They're almost so big that it, it doesn't seem like the same. Whereas, like, Rob Zombie, occasionally I hear Dragula on the radio, and it's like, oh, awesome, you know? But. Yeah. Um, a little bit of a smaller name, um, Token is from. Token's uh, from around here? Yep. I did not know that. Token's from somewhere close. Um, he just did a video a couple months ago of him in his home neighborhood, and you can tell it's like a it's like a massachusetts type it has it has that look yeah he he's he's from one of the boston suburbs i don't know which one i i I know people who know him though because he grew up here Um, right which is cool i'm trying to think of anyone else um uh uh uh, jim carrey oh yeah jim carrey is from 
Nantucket. No, not Nantucket. He was from somewhere. Somewhere around here, yeah. Yeah, we have a couple notable names. Um, I think that's about it, though. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're from here. Yeah, we are from here. That's I, th cool. I think we're probably uh, the most famous people who live in uh, in Avril, arguably. Aside from Face Sensei, show it to you. Um, just so you know, Jim Carrey was born in Canada. Was he? I thought he yes. grew up around here. I wasn't entirely sure, so I looked it up. It says he was born in Canada. Um, he may not have grown up in Canada, though. Let me look into this. Believe it or not, I did a report on Jim Carrey in school. Uh, don't remember a goddamn thing. Of course not. The only the only person I ever did a report on in school that I still remember is uh, Walt Disney. And that's just because I like I Walt mean, Disney. that's not even fair, though. Because you would know those things if it wasn't <laughs> for the report. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really need to do any digging for that one. Which, fun segue while you look into Jim Carrey, if you still are. Uh, I clicked out of the tab, but it looks well, like Jim Carrey's from Canada. Anyways, my, I think it's great, great, great grandfather. There could be either negative one greats or plus one greats. One of them sold a piece of land to Walt Disney to build Epcot on. Fun fact. That's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, I believe it was Epcot. It was one of the Florida parks. I'm 90% sure it was Epcot, though. It wasn't, like, all of Epcot, but it was, like, a chunk of Isn't it. Isn't there also someone with your last name on, uh, who signed the Declaration of Independence? Yep, Oliver Walcott. And it's not, like, just, like, a different one. Like, a, like you know how there's, like, different families with different names? Like, I'm, yeah, like, actually like, you're related. actually related? That's pretty cool. That yes, yeah, The names worked its way all the way down. That was my elementary school flex. I'd bring in a copy of the, uh, the Declaration of Independence and be like, look at this, bitches. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, we went, me, like, my mom and some family friends went to uh, see the USS Constitution in mm -hmm. Boston. Um, and they were selling copies of the Declaration of Independence. And I was like, hey, mom, you see oliver walcott there and she was like yeah and i was like that guy's related to trey and she was like uh i doubt it and i was like uh i think he actually is but he might not you gotta love that you gotta love the haters yeah <laughs> no yeah it, it, that's just something you know yeah no it's pretty neat to be fair my mom's maiden name is good um, and there's one of, like, the 12 girls from the Salem Witch Trials. Mm -hmm. Um, her last name's Good. And I think they might be related. She may have just said that to, like, mess with me, though. But. That, you know, there's definitely better people to be related to. Yeah. Was it, wasn't Sarah Good, like, the main girl? I think so. To be honest, I've seen and read books on or what? What's the movie? The Crucible. The, the Crucible. Yeah, I've seen that movie so many times that when it comes on, I just I go into like binary mode, just ones and zeros. 
<laughs> you know, like complete basic life functions, ignore everything else because you've heard this garbage so many times. I love the book. I, I did not enjoy that part of English class or history really? class anytime it came up. No, I, it, I loved it because it was it came up so many times, you know? Like, every, yeah, every year we end up reading The Crucible again. And you were, you were in, like, the smart people classes in high school. <laughs> so I don't know if you had... I had to read it twice just in high school. Jeez, I, and, I didn't read it and, once in high school. Yeah, I read it twice. Um, or, no, I... I read it once in high school, watched the movie twice, and in middle school, I read it two times and saw the movie like three or four times. Jeez. And it was just like, oh. You will not find anyone who has fallen as victim to the school system as me. They did not do shit right. <laughs> Yeah, the public school systems need some reworks. Yeah, we 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 talked yeah, we about talked this about before. That. But um, yeah, it's ah. it's it's not meant for us. It's meant for factory workers. Yeah. Who knows if it'll get fixed? And honestly, our kids will probably be in the exact same system. So, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I kind of like to homeschool my kids, but at the same time, that's a lot of work. And, uh, if my kids are anything like me, I'm not gonna want to deal with them. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'd love to, but also, like... Yeah, it's just not necessarily a viable option. I feel like that would also, if my kids are anything like me, I'd probably mess them up. Like, not having yeah. that, like, social st structure of school. Well, now, homeschooling isn't even, like you sit home all day like homeschooling is much more just you get like a, a, a group of homeschooled kids together for like a week and they have school and then they all like kind of do individual homeschooling for a while and then like they go back to the group it's actually like it's not even I wouldn't even call it homeschooling for some people it's very much yeah. just like private education from your parents and like a, a group of people that organize it I guess I don't know it's weird yeah I know what you mean I, I've met a lot of people who are homeschooled though at like summer camp and like you can tell the ones that never leave the house and the ones that are in some sort of like structured um a glorified summer camp i guess yeah true that yeah all right do you have some awful joke for me nah i'm gonna i'll keep it to one an episode for you Alright, sounds good to me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hope you enjoy this episode of the Drawings from the Man Cave podcast. I've been Trey Walcott. I have this been... has been Ty Byram. Yes, I we'll have. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.